Hello, I'm Kami Yeshirabge, and this is the Buddhism Guide podcast. You can find more podcasts, blogs, videos, and guided meditation practices on the Buddhism Guide app. Download it for free from the Apple Store and Google Play. If you enjoy the Buddhism Guide podcast and would like to support future episodes, you can do so for as little as $2 a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide for more information. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-m dot com forward slash Buddhism Guide. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the ambrosia of mindfulness. So continuing with the 100 verses of advice from Patamba Sangye, this verse reads, Imbibe that most sublime of drinks, the ambrosia of mindfulness, whose flow is never interrupted. And also on this uh, same subject, Milarippa, the uh, yogi from Tibet, said, If you need something to drink, drink the tea of mindfulness and vigilance. So the tea of mindfulness is what's going to quench your thirst. So the thirst we're talking about here is greed, attachment and fear. So mindfulness will help quench those thirsts. So we all know that uh, if we leave our mind free to wander, then they'll most definitely just go dreaming of uh, the future, what may happen, or go back to the past of what has happened and why did that happen. So mindfulness is a way of uh, helping you control that. Mindfulness is like the leash of a dog. You know, um, a person who's uh, blind, who has a guide dog, they have the guide dog on a leash by the side of them. And wherever the guide dog goes, the person goes, they work together and they help each other. But if you took that leash off, then the dog would just go wandering off wherever it wanted to go and of no use to the, the blind person. The same with our mind. If we don't put a leash on our mind, then our mind will just wander off and just go wherever it wants to go, and it will be of no use to us. So by putting a leash on our mind, it means that the mind is then there with us, working with us, helping us. So in, uh, in this, the leash I'm talking about is your mindfulness and is your vigilance. If you're mindful, then you're working with your mind. If you're not mindful, then the mind will just wander off and just go whichever direction it really wants to go in. So we all know that uh, we're driven by ego. And this ego is all about us. The ego is only concerned about you. It's only concerned about looking after you. And if the ego is concerned about somebody else, It's about how can that person help me? How can that person uh, get me what I'm looking for? So when we get uh, pulled 
by the ego. It's because we're not being mindful. It's because we're not checking ourselves. It's because we're not being present in the moment. So, with greed, you know, the ego is looking to get everything for us. So then greed comes in. So it's only mindfulness being present in the moment where we can see, okay, this is greed. This is not need. This is not something I really need. It's just a desire. But you can't catch that unless you're being vigilant, unless you're being mindful. So the mind will just wander off and it will just become greedy. And the same with attachment. You know, if you're being mindful, then you'll understand there's nothing to really get to attach to. We're just being in the present moment. So whatever is happening in this moment, then I'm just with that, with my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, with the surroundings, the environment. When we're not being present in the moment, when we're not being mindful, then of course we start getting attached to things. And again, it's down to our ego. Our ego, I like this person, so I want this person, so I'm getting attached and holding on to this person. Not anything to do with that person, to do with you. I want that person in my life, so I'm going to get attached to it. Or even belongings. You know, I want this belonging, so I'm going to get attached to it. So it's only when we're being vigilant and when we're being mindful that we can see that, you know, I'm getting attached to things and there's no need to get attached to things. Everything is impermanent. What I have in this moment, then I'll make the most of it. In another moment, it may be gone, but I'm focusing on this moment. And the same with our fears. You know, we fear so many things. Mainly we fear death, but we fear a lot of things. And that fear is based on us not being mindful. In the present moment, there is no need for fear because whatever is happening in that present moment, we'll deal with it. But it's what we fear. It's what we think in our mind. Oh, this is going to happen. And you get anxious and you get fearful about what might happen tomorrow or what might happen if I go here or what might happen at work. These are just stories the mind is telling us. There's no reality in that story. So when we're being mindful, there is no need to tell ourselves stories because there's no story to tell. We're being mindful. We're in the present moment. We're here right now. Whatever is going on, I'll deal with that. If somebody is saying some uh, horrible things to me, I will deal with it now. I won't... Just ignore it now and then in an hour or two let it go round in my mind. Why did they say this? Why didn't I say that back? Whatever is happening, we're dealing with it right now and right in the moment. So it means that we're being mindful of whatever we're doing. There was uh, a story, and whether it's true or not, it doesn't really matter, it's a good story, about a man asking Buddha... What do, what do your monks, you and your monks, practice? And he said, walking, eating, sitting, talking. And the man went, what? We all walk and eat and sit and talk. And Buddha said, uh, when we're walking, we know we're walking. When we're talking, we know we're talking. 
When we're eating, we know we're eating. When we're sitting, we know we're sitting. And I think that's such a good story. Because it really uh, says what mindfulness is all about. It's not about doing anything special. It's not about doing anything uh, extraordinary or anything mystical or magical. It's about doing the everyday things, but being present and knowing that we're doing these things. We all walk, we all talk, we all eat, we all uh, rest. We all do these things. But do we know we're doing And When you're eating, are you fully aware that you're eating? Or are you eating and looking at your mobile phone or watching the television or reading or talking to somebody? When you're walking, are you fully aware that you're walking? Or are you looking around? Oh, look at that person there. Why are they doing that? Oh, why is this person wearing those clothes? Oh, look at them. So mindfulness just means whatever we're doing ordinary things we're doing we're doing them mindfully when I'm walking I know that I'm walking when I'm eating I know that I'm eating I'm focusing on eating whatever we're doing we do it in a focused way if we do that it takes away all of this uh, fear it takes away the need for greed or desires it takes away the need for attachment to things because what we're doing is living in this present moment, in the here and now. So it's not like a, a real difficult thing to do. It's just we need to train the mind to keep coming back to the present moment. Now, we have the ability to plan for the future. We have the ability to have memories for the past. But really, this is a double-edged sword. This is a blessing, and it's also a curse. I mean, it's a blessing because we can plan our life. We can plan ahead. So it's a blessing in that way. Like other animals, they have to just react to whatever comes in front of them. We don't have that. We can actually plan. So in, a, in that way, it's a blessing. And we have memories, so it's also a blessing that we can sit and we can remember about what happened or the nice things that went on. So in that way, it's a blessing. But it's also a curse because it's that ability to, to look to the future that is causing us all this anxiety and all our uh, depressions because we're just constantly looking to the future. We're not looking what's happening now. We're thinking two hours, three hours, one day, one month, one year ahead. People do five-year plans. How do you know where you're going to be in five years? How do you know where you're going to be in five minutes? So in that respect, it's a curse because it's constantly taken us into the future, into a future that's not real. It's not true. It's just an imagination. Who knows what is going to happen? So many causes and effects can come into play at any moment in your life that will change whatever plan you've got. And we make choices. Maybe we make a wrong choice and we're sent down a wrong path. But in our mind, we wanted to go this way, but we went a different way. So it's a curse that we have this ability to 
look to the future because we spend too much time looking to the future. And it's a curse to be able to look to the past because usually a lot of the time when we're looking to the past, we're looking at why did that happen? Why has that happened to me? Why did they say that to me? And we're looking at all the negative things and we're looking at all the bad things. So, yeah, it's a blessing, but it's also a curse. But we have this moment, this present moment now. And if we engage with that present moment, and if we stay as focused for as long as we can in this present moment, then we're not going to have this fear, this greed and desire and attachment. We're not going to be after blindly uh, react to something. We can respond. We can change. We can make good choices. But they will only come when we're looking in the present moment, when our mind is being vigilant. And by vigilant, I mean that we're looking, we're guarding the mind, we're guarding what is going in, what is coming out. It's not just about, you know, what you're taking in through your senses. It's what you're putting out there as well. What words and what actions are you doing? So we have this guard if we're being mindful. We can watch what we're doing, what we're saying. We can watch what's coming in through our senses. But all these things can only come when we're being vigilant, when we're really looking at what is happening in the present moment. So, as I've mentioned a few times, a good time as at the end of the day to reflect, because reflection is also part of being mindful. Because when we sit and we reflect, it means we can learn things, we can grow. We can have a look, what didn't work for us? So then we look at what didn't work, and then we can then look at a different way to act, so it doesn't happen again. And also, don't just stop there. Then just think that in your mind, then, you know, I wish, I have an aspiration that no other person has to make this mistake that I made. Because then it's not all just about you. It's then at the end of that process, then compassion comes into it. And then you're sending this wish out that nobody has to go through that mistake that I went through. And then look at the positive things. We shouldn't always dwell on the negative. Look at the positive things because it helps us reinforce those positive things. But once we've reinforced those positive things, then we should also think that I want everybody to have this positivity. I want everybody to be able to act in this good way. Again, it's not just all about you. It's about everybody else. It's about sending out compassion. So, and the more that you become mindful during the day, and the more that you reflect in the evening, the more it becomes uh, easier for you to guard your mind, for you to be vigilant, for you to be able to change, to grow, and to respond and not to react. When we let the mind go, like most people do, we just follow every thought. A thought comes into our head and we're off following it. Even if we know this is just not a good thought, or even if we know this thought is going to make me feel sad or anxious, still, off we go. Because we've got no leash on that mind. 
with mindfulness, we have a leash on the mind. We'll be able to hold the mind back. And we'll be able to use the mind to be present in the moment. So it's vitally important that you keep bringing yourself back throughout the day to be mindful. The person who's going to gain the most from doing this is you. Because your mind will be calm. Your mind will be settled. There'll be less judgment. There'll be less criticism. Again, when we let the mind run free, it's just full of judgment. We're looking, look at that, that's bad, that's good, that's nice, that's horrible. It's always judging, always looking at people, making judgment. Even though you can pass somebody in the street, you know nothing about their history, you've never seen them before, but instantly you look at the way they're walking, you look at their hair, you look at their clothes, and you make an instant judgment. And that's because you're allowing your mind to just go free. You've taken the leash off the mind and you've just let it wander off. It's of no use to you if you just leave it wander off. So with mindfulness and being vigilant about what you're putting out there and what you're taking in, being vigilant in that way, then all this greed, all this desire, all this fear and all this attachment will all slowly start to fade away and you'll be able to respond to whatever situation you're in in a way that's helpful for you and helpful for other people. You'll have a choice. But that choice only comes through mindfulness, being vigilant, guarding your mind and reflecting back. If you keep those key things in your mind and try to practice them every day, then your mind will be much better for it you'll feel much better for it and everybody around you will feel much better you can find more about this and similar subjects in my books the best way to catch a snake life's meandering path and ripples in the stream they're all available now on amazon and kindle could I ask you to please rate and review the Buddhism Guide podcast, as this will make it easier for others to find us. So, until the next time, thank you so much for listening, and bye.